Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Eruvin Daf Chavtet Amud Bet. Under the top of the Amud, Amar Rabbi Zera, Amar Shmuel, Shechar Me'arvinbo. You may use mead for Neiruv who fulfills the mikvah b'shlosh lugin. And if three lugim of mead fall into a mikvah before the forty sar are there, then it invalidates the mikvah. Matkar of Kahana Pshita. So Kahana challenged that by saying. Um, that it should be obvious. Why is that indifferent than colored water? If you have three lugim of drawn water go into the mikvah before the forty sari, it invalidates it. So the answer, the answer in the Beit Midrash given was That's called colored water, so it's water. But here in Bavel we refer to it as shichra. We don't call it colored water. <coughs> Therefore, I might think that it doesn't invalidate it. Good. How much do you need for an Eruv? Which, of course, is the pregnant question throughout the sugya. So, Yosef, Yosef, two reviyot, meaning half a lug. Where do you get that from? Can it not? If you recall the Mishnah in the eighth parak of uh, of Shabbat that gave the shiurim of the different item food items, the amount for wine is kedemizigadakos. Which of course to me means Vitania like it is that Kosyafe, which means a revit of a revit. Because you have to add three parts water to get a revit of wine. My Kosyafe, Koshabrachat. Rahmaravua, Koshabrachat, Sarik Shiebo, Rova Revit. Kaneshim's again of Yamoro Revit. So you have to add you have to have a quarter of a revit of actual wine and then three parts water to make it the proper wine that they drink. And it's a law about commerce that if you sell wine that doesn't produce proper drinkable wine when added to three parts water, then it's not proper chamra. Um, the end of that Mishnah Shabbat said all other drinks are a revi'it. And even thrown out water. We talked about what that's used for. Since over there it's one-fourth of the amount needed to make it, so therefore it's going to be one-fourth of the amount, which therefore makes it to reviot. That's not true. With wine, less than that's not chashuv. Here it's not true. People drink a little bit in the morning, a little bit in the evening, and that's what they use for their mead, and so therefore, less than that amount is enough. Tamarim b'chama, how many dates? Yosef tamarim b'kav, a kav of dates, like we had a kav of apples earlier. Yosef b'nam in alapru, it's yotanya, achal grogorod v'shilem tamarim. This has to do with eating truma. If a non-Kohen ate truma that was grogorod, with dried dates, and he paid with, uh, with fresh dates, tavol abracha, that's a good thing. So, what's the case? If he's paying the proper amount, what kind of bracha is he? He's paying the right amount. Must be based on the amount. Let's say a seah of dried dates. Which are worth a zoos, but Kamashalim lay Gariva the Tamarim, he ate that amount of Tamarim, the Shabi Arba, that was worth more. Uktani Tavola Bracha, Alma Tamarim Adifi, so you see that Tamarim are ideal. Alright, so therefore, 
Go back to our first understanding of the Mishnah, which is you paid by the amount of the value. The reason that he is praised for paying back with Tmarim um, is to tell you that uh, he ate something which was that which you couldn't find so many customers for if you want to sell it, which is dried dates, and you paid back with something that you would get a lot of customers for if you wanted to sell it. Now we're going to deal with a thing called shtita, which is a food uh, made of toasted grain and honey. And what is the shear of shtita? Sorry, two spoonfuls. Kisani, what are Kisani? These are, um, uh, these are the toasted corns themselves, toasted, uh, grains. Um, Two of these measures. As Nanny told him, these are good for the heart. They take away bad thoughts. He quotes his Nanny again. You have a heart ache. Take the meat of the right leg of the of a ram. And um, and uh, you should bring in uh, certain parts of the of the uh, of a cow. If you don't have those lighty sugiana darvata, then you should bring in um, uh, wool. Uh, sorry, the wood that's used uh, for uh, from a willow. And you cook it up with that, and you drink this particular kind of wine afterwards. Okay, I'm reviewing Amar Shmuel. Koshu liftan, anything that's put on bread, kedelecholbo, so enough to eat with it, that's the shear of, um, of, uh, bread, of that, of liftan for an eruv. Koshe, no liftan, kedelechol imenu, enough to eat from it. Basar chai, raw meat, kedelechol imenu. Basar tzli, rabamar kedelecholbo, rabbi Yosef amar kedelechol himenu. Lechol himenu means, that you could make two meals out of it, kedelecholbo means, enough to have two meals with it. Okay, so now I'm reviewing Nahama that uh, these Persians they eat pieces of meat without bread. That's it set the tone for the whole world. That as far as the shear for Tuma Pigadim goes, it has to be somebody who would actually wear it. A very gregarious person eats a lot. He gets uh, only needs a regular meal for his eruv. So kasha. He says, the biggest guy in the world, meaning. Um, uh, if there, if that, um, that the opening that would make it considered an opening for Ohel, so that the two rooms would connect, is his size. So it really is individuated. What do you want to do in that case? 
you want to cut him up in pieces and take him out? The only way you can take him out of the room is if it's an opening big enough for him. Say, by the way, the rabbis disagree with Shemun Elazar. He says, no, it's still Arba'a Tfachim. That's the same shear for everybody else. Um, that's talking about a case where there's lots of little openings. Good, and there's one that's four. So there really are enough openings. Uh, therefore, it covers for all of them. You're allowed to use raw meat. You're allowed to use um, uh, raw eggs. Sinai Amar Shtaim. Sinai is with the nickname for Yosef, the sugi at the end of uh, Arayot. Two raw eggs enough. Okay. Later on in the Mishnah, we said, We said another example where Mayim and Melach are considered not foods. If you took a ned or not to have mazon, water and salt are allowed. Okay. So now, we're again going to claim that, that those are the only exceptions. Everything else is called mazon. You only make mazonot on the five grains. So mazon should only prohibit you from grains. Didn't we already disprove that? So perhaps this will also disprove Shmuel and Rab's dictum. You know, our Mishnah, the Mishnah in the Dorim, we're not talking about when a guy says mazon. That would really be five grains. But if you said kol hazan, anything that gives nutrition is also to me, then indeed everything but my melach hudu lozaini, hakomilizani, everything else gives nutrition. They followed Rabbi Yochanan up to eat the perot and the galil. There are a hundred of us, which you take ten. If there were ten of us, we'd each take a hundred. We had each had a basket of that size. And we'd all say, took an oath, we hadn't tasted any nutrition. Any nutrition? That's what I said. Amazona, meaning it was so light, it didn't feel like we'd eaten food. Okay. Let's say a guy takes an oath that he's not going to eat a particular loaf. You could still use it for an eru for him. But if he makes it a ned there, ain marvin loba. Then you can't use it. Let's see why. If you take a netter from a particular loaf, then you're allowed to use it for an eruv. My love, damar alai, isn't that where he said alai? Lo damar zu. He said kikar zu asur. That's if you take a shvur that you wouldn't taste it. Alai means an Isra You can't use it for an Eruv, because Alai means you took an Isra Hanah. So when the Mishnah then said that if a guy says, Kikarzu Hektesh, he can't use it because you can't use Hektesh, that's why if he said Kikarzu. So then we should have said that's, but if you said Zu, it would be okay. Every time you say Allah, it's okay. So Kasharesha. So there's something missing. This is what it says. If you took a netter from a kikar, even if you said kikar is a lie, 
Then the second one was shvur shlotamenes. Like you took a shvur, then you're not going to taste it, and it's not about hana. And therefore, you could use it for the eruv. But if you said kikarzu alai, then it's an isra na, and you can't use it for an eruv. If you ask yourself from eating a particular food, you can use it for an Eruv. But food which became usur to a person, So if you took an Isur on yourself, you could still use it. But Hektesh you're not allowed to use. The answer is Treytanah We have two versions of Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, ma'arvim and nazir biyayin. You're allowed to use wine for an eru for a nazir. Ma'nin lokeret shamay. Tanim shamay omrim ain ma'arvim and nazir biyayin liyisrael betrumat. Bet shamay said that both the things in our mishnah are prohibited, which is to use wine for a nazir or for or truma for Yisrael. Betilel omrim ma'arvim and nazir biyayin liyisrael betrumat. He said it's okay. Amrulam betilel bet shamay iatem odim. Don't you agree? You're allowed to use an Eruv for Yom Kippur, even though it's for an adult who's not allowed to eat. It's not the same. So I have to see what the Aval is. So Echame says, Here you have a meal that's fit during the day to eat before Yom Kippur starts. But Truma, this Yisrael could never eat. Wine, the Nazar could never drink during this time. This doesn't fit with But Chamai did not agree that you could make an Eruv out of food. He says that You have to go put your house out there. you got to put a tent and bring your dishes and your sleeping bag and everything else out there. You can't use this food, which means this discussion of Bechamai versus Bechamai versus couldn't take place at all, according to Hananya. So, If you... Uh, if you used... Um, if when you went out to make the air, if you are wearing dark clothes... And then you went, and uh, and then you can't go back out there with white clothes, and vice versa. Who does that follow? Um, it's Hananya's version of Echamah that says you really have to live out there. When you can go out in the white clothes, you really have to move there. What it means is, if you set up levanim and then you have to go get your other clothes, you can't even go out in those clothes. Version of Good. Now, in the Mishnah, Sumchus said Israel may not use truma. But you didn't disagree about the first clause, which is a nazir using wine. My Tama, the answer is Efsha de Michal on because a Nazir could be Shoal on Nazirut, and have his Nazirut retroactively nullified, and therefore he would be able to drink the wine. He doesn't need to do that, but as long as that is a possibility, then he can use of an Eru. But a Yisrael can't be Shoal on Truma. Ah, is that true? Truma is something you could be Shoal on too. You could say, I regret having made this to Truma and, and cancel it and make something else Truma. So then it becomes tevel, and it's not edible either. 
So why don't you say the following? You could take this truma, theoretically be sure on the truma, and then be mafrish on it from somewhere else that would become truma. So the answer is There's an isudrabonin about being torim shalom amukaf, which means to take truma from stuff that's not right in front of you. And then we don't suspect chaverim of doing that. So why don't you take truma from within this piece, and then for some of it will be chulin. So let's say there's not enough there. My psaka, since when can you say that all of these cases are where there's not enough there? Anything that's a shvut is prohibited ben hashmashot, and therefore you can't be shoal on the truma. Right? There's some things that are based on your own body. So if you're a kohen, it's your kometz that's for the mincha. It's your handfuls <coughs> for the toret. It's your mouthful for Yom Kippurim of drink that's the shear. So understand, and the shear for Eruv is your two meals. That's sumchus. You'd have to have something that's fit for you, therefore you can't use truma for egg and on coin. That a guy who's very hungry and eats a lot still gets a regular meal for Eruv. The answer is no, he could agree. Because Cholen Zakain get basically a regular meal. And a Ravtan also gets a regular meal because he's so weird that his opinion doesn't count. His approach doesn't count. Okay, we said that Kohen Beveta Pras can have his Eruv. You're allowed to walk through Beta Pras and blow in front of you as long as you don't see a camera, keep walking. If you plow to Beit Pras, it's Tahor. You could, let's say, go into a little box and be carried in. If the box is the proper dimensions, then it's a chatzitza. So theoretically, you could go into the Beit HaKfarot. So he thinks that a moving, flying, as it were, ohel is an ohel and protects you from tumba. Remember, the Rabbanon made a gzair, we saw this in the beginning of Shabbat, that, that the chutzlaretz is tame. So if a, somebody goes into chutzlaretz in a box, like in a sedan, so it's pachlok at whether or not the oel zaruk works. Rabbi says it's not an oel. Rabbi Huda Omer, <coughs> a Kohen Tahor can have Truma Tahora sitting at a kever and you can use it for an Eruv. So, how's he going to get there? through this box. But the minute he puts his down, he becomes Tomei. So, the, the, the food is not Muksha, it was never wet. Maybe it was kneaded with Meipero, so it's not Makabal Tuma. How's he going to get it? If you have a flat piece of wood, it's not a kabbal tuma. So you can reach down and scoop it up with that. But then you're making an OL over the kever. You pick it up from the back. So why do Rabbanan not like this? Because they only allow beta pras in our Mishnah. You're not allowed to be kona where Yisurei are, and because your Eruv is really you're acquiring a house.
So he says, since I'm doing this for a mitzvah, the Yerub Tchumi can also be done for a mitzvah, like Chacham. You want to hear a Chacham in the new city, in the other city? Therefore, mitzvah lab l'hanonino is not called Hanot. So Rav is ruling that mitzvah lab l'hanonino, which is therefore why you could use a, um, uh, if you took a neder from a boar, you could go into it as a mikvah, uh, because mitzvah, I don't need no, so it sounds like his statement is a machlok at tanoim, between Rabban and Rabbi Yehuda. Amalach Rabbi, Rabbi would answer, Isfir Allahu de'ain ma'arvin el-advar mitzvah, cholayal mitzvah, I don't need no. If Rabbi Yehuda and Rabban agree that the only reason you're allowed to make an Erev Tchumen is for advar mitzvah, they'd agree you could do this. Hachal Amnib Kalvi, their machlok, it is this, Masav ain ma'arvin el-advar mitzvah. Rabbi Yehuda says you can only make an Erev for advar mitzvah. Therefore, the Erev is inherently a uh not lahanonitnu and therefore you could put it in a place where there's an Easter Hanoa. You could go just to visit your friend, which means therefore the Eruf is going to be Anoa. So now of Yosef's ruling that you can only make an Eruf with Mitzvah is now subject to Machloket. Rav Yosef, so Rav Yosef will turn around and flip it. Say the Holy Amen Mitzvah. Everybody agrees with me. Once the guy has made his Eruv there, he wants it to be watched. The other guy's position will be, he wants it to be, say, Rabbi Yudah will say, he doesn't want it to be watched, and Rabbi will say, he doesn't want it to be watched because if he needed it, he has some food, and therefore that would be the Machloket. So that would be a way for Rabbi Yosef, who says, <coughs> that everybody agrees you can only make an Eruv with the Dvar Mitzvah, and we wanted to jive with Rabbah's position that Mitzvah that Rabbi Yehud and Rabban are disagreeing about what your intent is about this food. Is it purely for the Mitzvah, or is it also to have access to the food, have it available, in which case there still would be an Isra of Anah, and that would be Rabban's position. Okay, we'll pause at this point, we'll pick up in the next podcast. Adaf Lamad Aleph, Lamad Aleph, in the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.